The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. For a second, I forgot what the intro was. Oh, mate. Because we were just talking footy for two minutes. <laughs> I know. So we, we, I was about, am I meant to be introducing this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. We actually got to have, which we haven't got to have for a while. Well, we we had an unofficial, unrecorded two guys, one cup. Yeah. Basically, where we actually just got to talk about footy because we're not recording our footy what podcast pa- for a few days. When you ask what Patreon, what value Patreon is bringing to the Tofop listeners... It has afforded us the ability to remove that football conversation and put it somewhere else. Right, exactly. Because normally we would have talked about that on air. That would have been the first 10 minutes of the show. I mean, look, to be honest, we tried to start this podcast about 25 minutes ago, but we had some footy shit to get off our chest, (laughs) and now we're actually into this one. So I'm sure the only thing more boring for the people, Charlie, is uh, hearing us talk about how we were going to talk about football rather than... You know what we're like? We're like someone who is an alcoholic, but now they're in AA, and all they talk about is the fact that they could be drinking, but they're not. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, How good am I? Praise us. Yeah, for our self-control. Yeah, it's like it's been three minutes now. Okay, one minute. That we haven't <laughs> talked about AFL football. What about that? Where's yeah. our chip? <laughs> I, uh, firstly, happy birthday. Thank you. It's your birthday. It's today. my birthday. It's my birthday. Okay, we have to buy the rights if you sing any more of that. Okay, I'm sorry. So um, tell me, uh, have you done anything particular for your birthday today? What are you... Uh, Last weekend, yep. Splendor was... That was the agreement. That was your birthday weekend. So you did a pre-birthday. Yeah. So all the money that you'd normally spend on like presents or dinner or whatever was like, well, why don't we buy flights and tickets and, you know, see what happens. We're not going to wait. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you were spotted. You made, this is one of my favorite things because people who listen to this podcast or to Fofop know that one of my favorite things in the entire world is the spotted column in the newspaper where somebody will like. I think that's my first spotted. I mean. And it was a good one too because it was. Oh no, there was uh, that one time. Remember, about three years ago, I was in Melbourne for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, doing Good Friday appeal, and we caught up. And then the next day, I was in the gossip pages. There's two different photos, same night, in the one page of the gossip I mean, column. That was a big. But well, you know what? You're rarely in Melbourne, Charlie, and they want to take advantage of you in their <laughs> gossip pages. Like, I mean, you can dominate. The I should have at way. least changed my shirt. So it looked like they're two different events. No, that would have that, that that would have looked like one of you. You were one of those people who went to different events yeah, and right. changed your shirt. Yeah, just oh, look at first. fucking Charlie Clawson. Yeah. Takes out two changes of outfits. The go to is you'd be the like the new Lara Bingle. Yeah, the male Bingle. Fuck, I'd love. To. So you could say I could be an internet influencer. Oh no, what are they called? Social media influencer. Social media influencer. Big mate. Yeah. That's uh, that's essentially that's what sixteen of the women on the Bachelor are. Yeah, but it's it's fucking, like one of those great modern fucking career. Well, though. for some people, for some people, if you're Selena Gomez. Yes, Selena Gomez can get. The, here you go. Here's a little fact for you. Right. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars per Instagram post. I know people who get six grand for an Instagram post, which yeah. is not bad. It's not Selena Gomez money, of course, but that's for most Australians, that would be a living you could make. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd be posting a lot. 
I mean, I don't think it goes like that. I don't think you get six grand for each of them. No, Otherwise, no, no, no. Selena Gomez would just give up show business yeah, exactly. and just go into Instagram posting. She just walks through a shopping center taking photos of things. I mean, with the just money. made $40 million To today. be honest, with the money you're making, she's not taking those photos. She's got a team of fucking young Bangladeshis in a factory somewhere taking Selena Gomez photos. So that you don't reckon she operates her own... Instagram? How well, the number one works? most viewed Instagram post of all time is yeah. a Selena Gomez post. It's not the... And it's uh, a Coke, I think, It's not sponsored. the Super Selfie or what was the Ellen's one called? Super? No, no. The Instagram one, I think, is uh, Selena Gomez's and it's for Coke, I believe, but it's some right. sort of product that she's clearly... It's not... An, That's the number one? Yeah. Wow, I would I'll, I'll Google that. I'll Google it. That. Maybe I'm that. Maybe that's a toe fault. So, pack, but. the photo of me and Junior on the couch from last week that didn't rank up there in the top social media post. No, has hasn't quite got there. I got offered five hundred dollars once for a tweet. Did you? Yeah, it was during uh, Australia playing New Zealand in rugby union, and they were asking people to tweet the Air, new Air New Zealand safety demo. So it would have been one of those things where you could have tweeted it. As if it was like, hey, look at no. this hilarious new Lord of the Rings safety demo they're done for Air New Zealand. But it was really like a sponsored, like a paid tweet. I was going to get $500. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole business model for Tribe. Our mate Jules Lund has started a company called Tribe, which is basically connecting social media influencers to, uh, to people like marketers, I guess, or people who want to sell product. And the, his philosophy is that if you have more than 5,000 followers, you're an influencer. That's enough that you can find people who'd be willing for you to... Like, on anything. Well, it's what happens. What The way it works is, so you join up this app, yeah. Tribe, and each week or however, whatever the turnover is, advertisers come and say, hey, you know, this is our new beer or whatever. We'd like some photos of people out and about in, you know, nice destinations. You just enjoying yourself having a beer and you can get paid up to blah, blah, blah. The, right. Depending on your number of followers. So if you've got like five thousand they may give you like fifty dollars if you've got twenty thousand they'll give you two hundred dollars so it's kind of it's a way of i guess it's like the uber connecting social media influencers with advertisers they don't act they just they're just the uh tribe is the place that connects them. they should have called it influber <laughs> i mean that would have been more catchy i don't want to give him last minute advice sure, tribe's pretty good influber hashtag my tribe no i like i like tribe that's good okay well like, that, well, does that mean we should be making some cash out of this? Well, if we I got smart, like five hundred thousand Twitter well, you, followers, well, you personally definitely, I could make some sweet fucking coin. You definitely, could. I could come in. You could come in here next week, and I could just well, make it rain. Because I said to Jules, ah, oh, I feel a bit funny about this. I said, you know, yeah. is it a bit gross, like posting stuff? And he said, okay, can I just grab your phone now? And so yeah. he went to my Instagram. He's like, you're wearing Ray Ban sunglasses. You're wearing Puma shorts. You're drinking a Sapporo. You're giving free endorsement anyway. Yeah, like why not connect to someone who wants to pay you for it? And I was like, okay. So I tried it yeah, and I it was a horrible because I didn't know. I found one that I thought, okay, this seems like this could be my life. Right. Donut time. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've had, no, they've made a fortune off me free. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's one that was for a dog walking service. It was okay. like, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a website or something that you go to and it connects dog minders and dog walkers. Yeah. And so they said, you know, send us a photo of like you and your dogs are just out and about and, you know, write something about Corey Bernardi would hate this. He'd be like, well, next I'll be marrying their dogs. <laughs> yes, we dogs. know what this is. Growler. Barker. Growler. That's better. You're right. Growler, but no O. Yeah. <laughs> no, no E. It's Growler, but oh, no yes. E. Yeah, Growler. Yeah, Growler. Growler. Oh my God. Yeah. It's really hard Connecting. To... Is your dog a slut? <laughs> Then we may have the app for you. It's an app. It's a strange Grella. Yeah, it was. It was. That's right. It was just for Beats. It was gay yeah. dog Beats. <laughs> but you know where the Beats were for the dogs. 
It's very hard to get dogs to fuck on cue. <laughs> ah, you, have you not been to that other website, Gay Beats by Dre? <laughs> it's like very popular. It's I, mostly on the download, but it's very popular. Uh, yeah, so I just photographed. I was minding my brother's dogs at the time, so I had three dogs. So I just went to the park and took photos of them. But yeah. then I could not think up one, like, because you have to write a caption. And I was like, I don't know how. You incorporate the dog walking yeah, into this subtle. Yeah, with, without it. I mean, it doesn't have to be subtle. That's not, they're not asking for that. You know, they obviously want their hashtag or, or their, their link to their site or whatever. But I was just like, I'm not very good at this. So I submitted something. Right. And didn't hear anything. And then I saw Jules uh, in like a couple of months later and he's like, have you tried it? I said, oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not really sure it's for me. I, I gave it a go, but I wasn't very good at it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw your submission. <laughs> it was like, I actually wrote a very abusive post. <laughs> Saying I'd tell you that I was going to send back to you as a joke, but then I thought maybe that would make you feel too bad. You're technically something we've never discovered before, which is a social media de-influencer. <laughs> like that business went out, essentially what you do to TV shows, you've now done to that poor business. Yeah. You've put it down. I, I've looked up this article on... Uh, um, I, I'll put you over the influence. Uh, the Telegraph. Uh, the I guess that's the British newspaper, The okay. Telegraph, I'm going to say it is. From their technology pages, dated 17th of February 2016. So this is pretty up to date, a little bit out of date, but let's just go with this. Uh, and the title is 10 Most Popular Instagram Pictures. Okay. So uh, in number one place, uh, the first Instagram from founder Kevin... Systrom was uploaded on July 16, 2010. The image of Systrom's girlfriend's foot and a stray dog what? has had 49,000... No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 50,000 likes to date. Okay, that's likes, though. 50,000 likes. Right. I don't know how many views that is. I don't know how that works. Hmm. Popular. I guess this is going on likes. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, Justin Bieber's family photo was the most liked Instagram back in 2011. Bieber went on to be the first star to get a million followers on Instagram and the first to reach a million likes on an Instagram video. Okay, so that's Bieber and a couple of babies, basically. That one's there. Okay. Uh, Is it bizarre that I, I, I have not heard or I cannot visualize the two photos you've talked about so far? Well, I mean, I Can really you, am. Did you know them before? No. You, okay. I mean, I'm not good with photos. As you know, I've tried, I've tried Instagram a couple of times. And I keep just trying it and then going, oh, this is not for me. This is just not for me. Why yeah. am I even pretending? I'm like, Instagram is a party that like, I'm like, I don't want to go to that party. Instagram <laughs> is the Logies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for years, I'm like, I'm not fucking going to the Logies. And then someone's like, you know what? You should try I think you'd have a good time if yeah, you went yeah. to the Logies. And then I go and then I don't like it. Yeah. I like it for a bit. And then I'm like, this is not Do you for like me. not even looking at other people's no, photos? No, yeah, not right. at all. I have no interest hmm. in looking at other people's photos. No. But their words, yes. Their words. I love their yeah, words. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, see, this isn't a good ranking. I'm going to go and see if I can find a better on this because I don't like that there's no sort of, you know, number one, number two, number three. There seems to be no system or order to this. So I'm going to. Telegraph's a joke. I'm yeah. so, I'm, I'm going to say telegraph. it. Waste All right, here we fucking go. Time. Let's go to fucking uh, Time Magazine. That's a more reputable fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean they made Adolf Hitler Man of the Year. Right, exactly. That's a you can <laughs> exactly. Trust. This is this is people who's number one Hitler. Hang <laughs> on, wait. What the fuck? Number two, baby Goebbels. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> baby Hitler. <laughs> number three, Hitler with a dog. <laughs> number four, Hitler with Justin Bieber, and then Hitler. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. From uh, Time Magazine. Now, we're going back a bit. October 6, 2015. Uh, we've only lost a few months here. Uh, since Instagram launched five years ago. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
Uh, in honor of the app's first birthday, here are the five most liked Instagrams ever. Okay. Here we go. Uh, number one, uh, May 25, 2015. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashian star and model Kendall Jenner's elaborate heart-shaped hairdo. So essentially she's laying on the ground <sighs> and they've shaped her hair like it's out and then they've shaped it in a love hearts okay. around. So okay. that one, yeah, uh, that's, that's had... the number one. How many likes do you think that's had? Kendall Jenner laying are on the floor the, with her head in love hearts. Are we in millions or hundreds of thousands? Millions. Likes. Millions of likes. Millions of people have looked at a woman laying on the floor with her hair in heart shapes and gone, I like that. 16 million. Not that many million. <laughs> Thank God. Two. Uh, 3.6 million likes oh. uh, for that photo. 168.9 uh, thousand comments. So I'd love to wow. really read through each and every one of those. I'm sure that's a real contribution to humanity. Number two, September 4, 2015. Taylor Swift showing off flowers that rapper and Kardashian by marriage Kanye West sent her after she presented him with the Video Vanguard Award at the 2015 MTV Video Music Awards. How many likes do you think that uh, uh, a little Instagram of uh, Taylor Swift... 2.3. 2.6 million likes, 53,000 comments. Uh, in a third place, Taylor Swift, again, vacationing with her boyfriend at the time, the DJ Calvin Harris. In fourth place, Kim Kardashian... Marrying Kanye West. Like, this is you may starting to be getting an indication of why I don't like Instagram yeah, 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 yeah. from this list. Uh, five, July 23, 2015. Not Kim Kardashian, not Kanye West, not Kendall Jenner, and not Taylor this Swift. This is like, to go to our other podcast for a second, this is like the fucking compromise draft. And Taylor Swift is GWS. It's like, I know. This is like Nathan Buckley's top five list <laughs> from our other podcast. What are the top five Instagrams of all time, Bucks? Here are my top five. Uh, July 23, 2015. Another Kardashian family member gets in on the act. Kylie Jenner uh, graduating from high school. So oh. a picture of her graduating from high school. This is amazing. This is so fascinating. Uh, and uh, 2010, the first Instagram taking eyes. Okay, so the first one by the founder. With the 50,000 likes. So, after that, we got Justin Bieber, One Direction, Kim and Kanye getting married. There you go. We've got to fucking move with the times, I man. I mean, come on. Like, the Ooh, fact that... Why is Donald Trump going to be president? <laughs> Why do you fucking think? Seriously. These are our new royals. Yeah. Like, these are the people that our society sort of worships. Or Like, I mean, in the same way as the royal family were in, like, countries that had the royal family. Yeah, you gossip well, about their babies or, or, or the their sa- opinions. Is, is it or the their... same as, like, you know, like rock stars and, and stuff of the 80s? I when don't it limited think it channels is. Like Michael Jackson and... Madonna. I mean, that would have... Ex- yeah, but, yeah, but Michael Jackson and Madonna. I mean, Kanye. Okay, Kanye produces stuff. And by the way, this isn't too... Like, Kim Kardashian, good luck to her. Do you know what I, I mean? Hang on. So like, you're not talking about the reach. You're talking about the quality of the people being I think worshipped. so. Yeah. Okay. I think that we've got to that point where, like, yeah. the standards we demand for people who become super famous have yeah. got a lot lower than they used to be. But... Yeah, I mean... I mean, Kim Kardashian is everything about this age. She's famous for being famous, which is the thing we've talked about forever, is like, pop will lead itself. It's Andy Warhol. In the future, everyone will get 15 minutes. But what he didn't get was, no, 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 no. In the future, someone who represents anyone... I mean, they're everything now. Mm. Like, she... She makes most of her money from fucking emojis. They have a Kim Kardashian emoji, and she's made millions of dollars. Mm. Where's our fucking Tofop emoji? 
Where's our fucking yeah, suite? See. Why cannot we? Be, why can't <laughs> we be the Kim and Kanye podcast thing? Uh, because we can. This is the thing. But we have to embrace a bit of that, right? I mean, that's do the, you think this thing where we never accept money or finance from anybody is holding us and back? We're terrible at self promotion, <laughs> and, and we have a limited understanding of new media. Like, uh, I mean, shut up! I sometimes retweet compliments about the podcast, <laughs> like. What do you think? Is that not an extensive social media strategy? Yeah, I think that, the, look, yeah, I think they're not the only ones. There's lots of products, there's lots of apps, there's, there's lots of stuff being pushed in social media or in new media now that is of average quality, but it is, it is marketed well. I mean, Beats by Dre, like apparently they're terribly made overpriced headphones. Like nearly anyone you speak to who works in retail says that, you know, there's much better brands are only half the name, but it's the name. You know what though? I will say this about Beats by Dre uh, is that, and this podcast brought, proudly brought to you by Beats by Dre, uh, Gay Beats by Dre, we are? our new app. <laughs> Gay Beats by Gay Dre. Gay Beats by Dre, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, is for what they are, with what they've done a really good job with. You know what Beats by Dre are? They're the Nespresso machine of headphones. Yes. They're that the esky of uh, uh, coolers. Right. I have that, but also they have that sort of thing where they're the affordable luxury, mm-hmm. right? So you can get a pair of Beats by Dre that give you a pretty good headphone experience and look really cool yeah. for two, three hundred dollars. You can go into a, like a really good audio shop and buy a six hundred, seven hundred dollar pair of headphones and they'll be heaps better. Mm. But Beats by Dre are enough. They're yeah. cool, they're good, and for most people, they will be enough. And if you wrap that up in marketing, if you can be... Marketing. Like, Nespresso isn't the best coffee. You can mm. go down to your cafe and get a better coffee, or you can buy a proper coffee machine mm. at home and learn how to make proper coffee. But for an affordable price, you can get a taste of luxury, oh, and mate, that's the fucking... Vans have been hurting my feet for decades. Terrible foot support, very right. painful. Probably good for riding a skateboard. But they're really cool. And so I've owned like a pair of vans like every every year. Oh, sorry, man. I thought the vans you drove slowly by school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those they, ones as well. I'm looking, they back over you when you're <laughs> putting your creepy sticker, baby board, baby on board stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Proudly. <laughs> World's worst pedophile. <laughs> There's an Instagram account. Just a creepy guy in a trench coat. And then like nine of those baby might. Mo- anyway, this is too much. I've gone too far. Anyway. Um, uh, so... I, I think there is that great value in being in that world where you provide some something to people that they enjoy and mm-hmm. that they can access easily, but give them a little taste of quality as well. Yeah. So how do we get that? How do we get George Clooney to do an do ad th- for Topher? Do you think? But do you think it's like there has not always in society in terms? Let's just talk about entertainment's sake, for sure. instance. There's always been uh, entertainment for the masses. Like there's always been like apparently. Shakespeare in its time was considered, you know, very crowd-pleasing, right. lowbrow, fair, right? But there's always going to be a market for that. We just have an increasing access to that market now because of social media. Like, I don't think that we've lowered our standards. I just think more people have been able to gain... Ac- or maybe it's a, it's okay. a bit of both. Here's, a, here's another one. Beats by Dre are friends. It's not Seinfeld. You can go and get yourself a Seinfeld or something, you know, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm or like an Arrested Development. But you know what? Friends. Yeah. Just, you know, Friends is good enough for a lot of people. It's still a solidly, it isn't shitty. It isn't going to fall apart. If you sit down and watch an episode of Friends, it's well constructed. It's put together, you know, like in a way that you're like, oh yeah, I'll laugh a bit. And it's like, you know, somebody's made an effort. Yeah. Why can't we be that? <laughs> That's going to be my question through this. It's like, <laughs> why can't we do that? I don't, no, I don't know. I mean, like, he, uh, podcasting. Let's talk about right. podcasting, right? Because 
when uh, the earbuds uh, podcasting documentary is going to come out this year? Well, I'm... sorry. Hang on. Firstly, okay. before we get into that, the first thing I'd say about why we can't be that okay. is I don't think you can sum up what we do in a photograph. Like, I think we are an acquired taste. Yeah. I think that we don't... There's Boo! No, like, when, Boo, acquired taste! If you had to sell... Right, you, yeah, had to, you had to pitch Tofop. Yeah. The show or the sure. umbrella organization, yeah. if you had to pitch it in a sentence, a yeah. sexy sentence, yeah. what would that sexy sentence be? It's it's nothing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Here's $10 million. <laughs> Good day, sir. Nothing for everybody. Well, you know, so like the something for is there something. Yeah. I don't think there is something for everybody. <laughs> I think in every in every Tofop podcast there will be a point where even our most ardent listeners go fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, At you'll some reach point, rock bottom. We'll end up talking about something because of the wide nature of this. I mean, I look at it in the numbers. Like heaps more people listen to philosophy than listen to this, right? Because for them, that's a an easy offer, an easy offer, right? Yeah. And you know what you're getting. Whereas this, like, goes from, like, you know, some people who like the comic book shit hate the deeper shit, or some people who like the footy chat hated the, you know, whatever. It's that, mm. it's all of us. So I imagine there's a point in every single episode of this where people are like, Find fuck nothing. these guys. Yeah, nothing for everyone. Nothing for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might just be turning around on this. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know how you sum up that. Yeah in a Instagram yeah, how identity, is this? a what brand is this? identity. Yeah. Like we're not, I mean, when you think of Beats by Dre, you think, uh, well, you think Dr. Dre, I guess. Like that's the kind of association. We <laughs> yeah. don't have, we could write off the Will Anderson thing. You're quite well known. You have a yeah, brand. Yeah, but it's not quite it's enough. Not, it's not, but it's, it's not also, quite enough. But it's also not definable either. You know no. what I mean? Okay, what we need though. We well, need I, gimmicks maybe we're, costumes. No, maybe we're looking at this the wrong way around. No. Maybe what we need is to get these social media influencers to start influencing people to like us. us that's a great idea right we get on tribe we put an ad right we should so use some the patreon money yeah to put an ad on we, tribe we'll pay right. people and then we could get some sweet just people going hey great day listening to tofop <laughs> yes. that's what we need to do and the more we need to be like getting some social media influence yeah. out there and the more kind of random yeah. and incongruous oh, the, the context yeah, the no, better more, more than ever like you just like to see someone on Everest like no. scaling Everest putting like their earbuds in wow <sighs> scaled Everest but you know what that latest tofop was hilarious yeah right hashtag tofop hashtag tofop. hashtag hilarious <laughs> hashtag Everest <laughs> hashtag summit <laughs> Hashtag climbing, hashtag ice picks. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag oh, oh, sorry, I've got gloves on. I, uh, <laughs> it's really cold up here, hashtag. <laughs> Good with hashtag first, mate. Shit, sorry. Fix sorry, hypothermia setting in hashtag. Oh, I think it just broke off. <laughs> Still love Tofop. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I'd like to see people listening to Tofop in all kinds of unusual situations. Maybe it's got to be situations where we could tag it, everyone relax. Because that's what we've got to get the uh, core message yeah, out there brand, as well. Yeah. Because I think if there is a TOEFOP like tagline or TOEFOP like position, yeah. I think it is everyone relax. This yeah. is TOEFOP, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what this is meant to be about. It's just yeah. meant to be fun, you know? Yeah. So I think we've got to get the everyone relax. That's how Coke is it. That's right, how okay. the burgers so are better than hungry. Situations? Yeah. 
All right. That's what so we do. We, we get like surf, it's like, uh, uh, what are they, air and rescue guys? You know, right. the ones who find the choppers and save people from fucking like the right. rocks and shit like that. And it's one of those ads where you see the drama, like a, a dramatic situation is about to occur. And then the person like hands the other person some and headphones, headphones. And then it's just like, everyone, everyone relax. relax. Yeah. This is Tofop. And then, can like, we- so it's like JFK and Jackie driving along <laughs> like the street, right? And we know the scene. We've all seen it a million times. The footage, there's a brutal footage from the grassy Nile. And then it just pauses and then like a Jackie that we've hired and like a JFK come to life and she hands him some headphones old school ones because it's back in the day on real to real on real to real (laughs) and then it's just like everyone relax this is Topher yes yes it's great it's great it's kind of like a plane flies towards the twin no (laughs) (laughs) a pilot gets a message in from control nothing for everyone oh yeah it's just our our intro music starts playing (laughs) no Oh, man, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a great idea. But maybe, you know, like if we really were going to cash in on people like social media influencers, it is one of those things where you get, say, you know, say Sam from The Bachelor, right? Yep. She was originally, like, I think she won, like she was one of the girls and she like hooked up with The Bachelor, but then he dumped her right. like a couple of weeks later. Okay. Right? She won it and then got dumped. Yeah. Right. So that's... Your moment. Right. We, we swoop in on those oh, moments yeah, where right. someone's just hot had dogs. like a... Hot dogs has just been arrested for pissing in an alleyway outside a nightclub. Everyone relax. <laughs> this is Topher. <laughs> Cor- yeah, that Corey, the party guy, yes. just had that party. Yes. Burned down his parents' house. Yes. Everyone relax. So we, we, yeah. yes. we target people who Social are... Social media superstars. Yeah. People who explode. Chewbacca yeah. mum. Chewbacca mum. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone relax. <laughs> But I know it has to be in crisis. They have to be like, okay. you know, people who are famous because something shitty just happened. Ah, to okay, them. You sure. know what I mean? Like when Fabio got well, hit in the head Charlie with that Sheen's seagull. Charlie has got AIDS. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. <laughs> I mean, Question mark. <laughs> like, I would love that. The campaign's going gangbusters. All these hilarious, everyone relax. And then it's a really serious one. Charlie Sheen has AIDS. And then it's <laughs> like, everyone relax. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I know. We should relax about that. He should probably get some treatment. Yeah, no, maybe just, yeah, don't, yeah. 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 Maybe just pay a bit more attention. Yeah, wear a condom. You know what? There's an exception to every rule. <laughs> That's our twist. That's yeah. when we bring it back the other way. Yeah. Nothing for everyone. Yeah. All right. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, we'll I like solve it. that. Uh, All right. Let's go and buy your fucking fur coats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you get any birthday presents? Did Gemma get you something? Uh, she did. She did. She, uh, well, like I said, the, the Splendor was kind of the main present. So, yeah. Just a couple of little tokeny gifts, but it was a nice. Oh, oh by the way, the spotted. The thing I love about oh, yeah. it, and this is why I love the spotted. Spotted Charlie Clawson, partying with friends, yeah. which I love. By <laughs> the way, uh, thank God it was a file photo and oh, not a photo from of Splendor. you partying with yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, but I loved it. it was like on Sunday, and I was like, hang yeah. on, fucking fuck. I love how inaccurate. Factually inaccurate. One of my favorite things about Spotted yeah. is that they have this thing in the paper that anyone can obviously just like ring in and go, I saw this person doing this thing. And often it's wrong. I've yeah. talked about before that one day I was spotted at the dentist when <laughs> it it wasn't me. I yeah. hadn't been to the dentist. <laughs> Adam, like, Hill. Adam Hills. Yeah. And it was like one of these things where you're like, they don't check this at all. You yeah. weren't even at the festival on a Sunday. No, I wasn't. You're on. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't. I did. There's only a couple of people who asked for photos. I'm assuming it would have been one of the people I I took a photo with. Um, but I, yeah, I wasn't there on a Sunday. I was in the vicinity on a Sunday. I was in right. Byron Bay. Maybe yeah. that that counts. I don't think it does. No. I mean, no. I don't think so. I was with you on the Sunday. Yeah. Hang you're, on. You're my Am fucking I the friends? 
Am I the friends? Is there a chance that they you, saw us and I am I'll the friends? I don't think we were partying. We were drinking beer. We had a Mexico. beer at lunchtime. <laughs> Maybe people's like estimations of what partying involves is that. Yeah, it could have been. We had a couple of beers. Yeah, we did have a couple of beers and we ate a lot of um, uh, uh, corn chips. Corn chips, yeah. yeah Miss well, Margarita, cons- Margarita in Byron Bay, if they want to get on board. board I'm happy to everyone relax. Hashtag Topop. <laughs> this is Topop. This is hashtag this is tacos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know who, I mean, I, I'm just, that's the first time I've ever been in one of those spotted things and, uh, it's kind of, did you love it? Did you just think I want to be spotted more? Uh, not really. I mean, people I work with on the show obviously get a lot more attention than me. Right. And I think that seems horrible. Like, you know, there's people on the show who have been followed home by photographers and, you know, just stalked in the street like they'll be shopping with their you know girlfriend or whatever and they'll have like someone with a camera just following them around and the weird thing is like it's legal it's it's borderline harassment and there's a guy who comes down and photographs on set like he's just a paparazzi guy and he just kind of gets in everyone's way because we're shooting in a public place oh, there's of nothing course. legally can't we do can anything do. about it but it's just kind of it's fucking ridiculous yeah and also like they spoil the show like he comes down and takes photos of wedding episodes and stuff and it's like well I mean, the, the, thing, shit, like, well, the thing I always hate about paparazzi photos in particular is because I've been lucky. I've been, I've had the luxury in my career to live a life where I have never really had to offer up much of my life to the world. You know, I don't go to premieres of things. I don't I, think you have to though. No. And yeah. I don't think you have to either, no. but you kind of sometimes have to make a choice mm. because if you give away some of the stuff for publicity, then the yeah, the argument that they will then make is, well, you've traded in on this, so you know, fair fucking game. So you have to turn down a lot of stuff in your life that perhaps you'd even like to do mm. to protect that sort of stuff. Mm. However, the fucking judgment in paparazzi photos mm. of like, you know, the, the famous ones of like someone stumbling out of a nightclub at four o'clock in the morning and you're like, and the judgment that those photos are published with, the pura- yeah. puritanical judgment. Yeah. You're like, the dude who took that fucking photo... <laughs> hid in a bush yeah. <laughs> for four hours pissing into a fucking jar yeah. so he could take uh, you know what the person in the photo did had fucking fun for four hours in a nightclub who's the fucking loser mm. like seriously you're hiding in a fucking bush to take a photo of somebody living their fucking life maybe fucking look in a mirror and take a photo of that and see how you're living <laughs> your fucking life you cunt yeah. no one in particular but a general <laughs> shout out to the paparazzi <laughs> listening <laughs> I mean, they might be big podcast listeners, the paparazzi, because they do have to hide in a bush for four hours. So maybe they listen. Everyone anyway, relax. Everyone relax. <laughs> I mean, there was. I remember I used to work. Um, I used to work at a cinema in Sydney like fifteen years ago, and it must have been when they were shooting the Matrix um, sequels. And so you'd see Keanu Reeves a lot. He would yeah. often come in, and he never got hassled. I never saw paparazzi. He's a fucking big movie star. Like he was big at the time. Um, but he would walk in on his own, no entourage, nothing like, you know, he would buy like a snack and sit in the foyer and read through like magazines and stuff like that. Like he just didn't act like a star and therefore I felt like he wasn't hounded like a star, you know? I used to see him at Sababa in uh, big shout out to Sababa, social media influencers, hashtag everyone <laughs> relax, relax, hashtag, hashtag everyone, uh, everyone gets falafel. <laughs> <laughs> everyone eats falafel. Hashtag get the hormones. That's when you know we've really <laughs> sold <laughs> out. <laughs> Hashtag everyone just do it. <laughs> Hashtag free bread. Hashtag several types of bread. Um, no, Sababa in Bondi. That was like a favorite hangout of his. And I used to live just around the corner from there. And I um, would see him in there all the time. And yeah, people wouldn't bother him because no. he didn't act like a star. Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon talked about it once on uh, Denton where Denton was asking him about the difference that 
between him and Ben Affleck's career. It was back when Ben Affleck was sort of still in that kind of, you know, celebrity cyclone where he's dating J-Lo and stuff. And, and Denton's question was along the lines of how have you managed to avoid the paparazzi and stuff? And he said, well, it's that old saying they talk about Michael Jackson and Bruce Springsteen in the 80s, that they were both the two biggest stars in the world, yet, you know, Bruce Springsteen could walk into any cafe or bar and no one would hassle him. And it's because he never had an entourage. He didn't arrive in limos. He just got himself around places, whereas Michael Jackson created like a, the, the party around him, so to speak. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting thing, that idea of like that world you create. And I, I, Sia's the interesting one for me because she's a mate of mine from back in the day. And uh, the thing about Sia is she's always been like brilliantly talented. But this week she became the, I think, well, she went past Madonna or something like that for a woman in her 40s getting to number one on the Billboard charts or right. something. She, and she's this girl from Adelaide who I've known for like 15 years who essentially quit music. She quit music because she hated performing. She hated like all that pop stardom and all that sort of entourage that came with it. So she just decided she was going to write songs for people. So she, then she ended up writing all these like number one songs mm. for a whole bunch of other people. But she has such an amazing voice that she was like, well, I don't like performing and I don't like being in public, but I love yeah this other bit of it. And I actually do kind of like performing. What yeah. if there was some way that I could create a space in which I felt safe? And that's when she put on that, that hair and the mask and she chose her own rules. She went, well, if I'm going to have to do it, I'm going to do it in this way and do it my own way. And I think that's only made her a more powerful well, performer and a more intriguing performer. Who is that? It was Mitch Hedberg, right? Mm. And he wore sunglasses and wouldn't look at the audience and stuff because it made him too nervous. Right. And he was on heroin. Oh. So that was <laughs> part of... I didn't know that. Part, of what, part of what he was covering <laughs> yeah. up was the... Yeah, and he kept stealing uh, VCRs because he was, he was nervous, Because right? he was nervous and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't know it was a VCR because of the sunglasses. Poor old Mitch. I was one of the last people in the world to do an interview with Mitch Hebden. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, they were making a documentary and at some stage they contacted us to say, hey, because I did a thing in, in Montreal where we had a sit-down. Was it down about and, comedy? It was about comedy. Did you say it was a yuck yuckumentary? <laughs> it was a yuckumentary. That's <laughs> that's why it never got up. Uh, no, no, it was for uh, Channel 10, I think, for the Jess for Laughs around Montreal. And we did a huge, like a 15, 10, 15 minute interview with him, but they used a couple of minutes. But um, when he died, uh, they... Yeah, making a documentary and they contact us for the footage because it was one of the last times that anyone had had a mm. decent sit down with Still him. He was one of my those? yeah, uh. he was one of my comedy heroes. But he he was one of those guys where like he'd been busted a few times for like taking heroin through the airport and stuff right. like that. And so you're like hardcore addict. When someone's taking heroin, like when someone's like, oh, I better take some heroin with me. Yeah, like because normally if you are into heroin. You can pick some up wherever yeah. you're going. Like heroin is one of those things that like, I, if you're into it, you'll find someone else who knows where they can get it. And like, but if you're taking it with you, like a traveler, yeah. if you're like, oh, better, better take a traveler, <laughs> then yeah. He was like one of the all time great comedians, was his, Mitch Hebron. Was his interview persona much different? Same, his... same, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. So he didn't make much eye contact. Sweet as fuck. Like one of the nicest, just sweetest, like kind of quiet, mild guys you'd meet in your life. Like mm. genuinely a nice guy. And I think genuinely shy. I was joking about the, like, I do think that the sunglasses were reflective of how shy he was and probably the drugs were probably reflective of how shy he was. I think that's a, it's know. a strange, um, it's a strange contradiction. A lot of people I know who are performers are also the most self-conscious, uh, insecure people, especially in front of crowds. Like I had an ex-girlfriend who was an actress and like it would terrify her to get up in front of strangers and you know talk 
but she would routinely go into auditions where she's going into rooms of complete strangers and like, you know, emotionally making herself available and, you know, going through all this kind of stuff. Like she would come home from auditions and she was a working actor. She got a lot of jobs. She's really good, but she would come home like, you know, like traumatized. Like she, and I guess in her way, she was, this was her way of overcoming her fear, I guess, was like creating this sort of persona where she could, you know, go out and, and be another person. But it was really, really challenging. And I've always been fascinated by, you know, especially with comedians, obviously the cliche is that you'll meet a comedian and they're extroverted on stage, but then very introverted off stage. But it seems to be as a kind of a therapy in a way. I think comedians, like a co- comedy in particular, like one of the things I love and I always recommend to people to do is go to an open mic night. Because there are people at open mic nights, like the thing about comedy, I think, and it's, I, I don't, I hesitate to even fucking pronounce anything about comedy because it's such a fucking mystery to me in many ways. But the thing that I, I, I think is that like the thing we're recognizing more and more, and that's what podcasting has grown out of is this like quest or thirst that people have for authenticity that people actually want to in this like artificial world that people want to hear like you know somebody real whatever that real is they just want to hear your truth and comedians weirdly enough there's this weird process where at the start it works because you don't know how not to be truthful the only thing you can really do when you start in fact people are so fucking truthful on stage at the start even if they don't know what they're telling you Often they'll be saying one thing, but they're telling you a million different other things that are so to the soul and heart of who they are because they're up on stage mm. exposed by this fucking moment. And you know, regard even if you weren't listening to them, if they yeah. turned down the sound and you watched it, yeah. you could like know a lot about like what that person is really like. And it's really kind of poetic and amazing. And yeah. like speaking about stories, like seeing stories writ large. Yeah. And then what happens is you learn techniques and structure and these things that you know, end up becoming, they get in the way of your truth. And then you get to a point where you're good enough with all those things that you start to deconstruct all that and try to get back to what it is that you have to say. So I think there is something amazing because comedy, for whatever reason, does attract. There was this survey recently, you know, there was an article in the paper about how comedians die much younger than any other performers. And uh, by the way, when something comes out like that, just a bit of a word to the radio producers of Australia, just not really how I want to start my day, doing <laughs> 10 <laughs> interviews about how comedians die. Like literally that yeah. morning, I got like 10 requests yeah. from radio stations going, hey, can you come yeah. on and talk about how you're going to die before everybody else? That's why they don't have dentists on radio, because they don't want to come in and have someone say, hey, did you know that dentists had the highest suicide rate of any profession? Hey, you know you guys die. Why is that? <laughs> that you'd kill yourself heaps. Why? Why do you hate yourself? Yeah. I remember when, when I was in my early 20s and that's when my mates started getting into performing comedy. It was like Charlie Pickering and Michael Chamberlain and they had yeah. that uh, stage time. Stage time. One and of the great Melbourne gigs. And so I went to heaps of open mic nights because I was going to support my mates and stuff. And I remember one night there was a guy that we'd worked with um, uh, when we'd been making these kind of like video sketches and his little brother had helped out on a couple of Jobs and was pretty funny and you know, had written some sketches and stuff. And so he asked Michael and Charlie for a spot. And so he got up with his mate. They were like a double act. And they started off quite funny. But then something happened around about the five minute mark where they kind of ran out of material. And then it sort of just became about like they'd gotten a laugh off like swearing or something. And so it just came about sort of mining that one kind of thing. And then it got to the eight minute mark and they were starting to lose steam. But they were so like charged and addicted to being on stage like that then it got to nine minutes and it got to 10 minutes and michael went up and asked him to get off and they wouldn't come off right and it got to almost like 13 14 minutes until <laughs> finally they came off 
And I went around backstage and said, Michael, is that what's going on? It's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Those kids, I couldn't get them off stage. Oh, it's funny though, because at Splendor on the weekend, I had two shows and they're kind of amazing, like both of them in their own ways. The second one was like one of the best, like occasionally you just get to do something that's beyond a show. And uh, the, the, the thing that I hadn't thought about the nature of festivals was that if I'm doing my show, regardless of like how long it is or that people have come to see me, there's a point where I just go, you know, that's enough. I'll let them everyone go home. But at a festival, because people can just wander off at any stage and go to something else, there's actually something really kind of amazing about that, which is that if they want you to stay, you have like a permission to stay. Like mm. they literally say there are other, like normally on a night out, if they come to see you do stand up comedy, they're literally deciding I'll be here or I'll go home. Yeah. But there, they're like, I'll be here. I could go and watch Flume. Yeah. But I've just decided I'd prefer to be here. Yeah. I mean, poor choices, but I appreciate <laughs> the choices that you're making. I miss fucking... It's going to wait for my drugs to kick yeah. in, then I'll go see Flume. Yeah, I missed at the drive-in. Yeah, yeah, we needed a dark tent to take our drugs <laughs> and the same convenient. <laughs> so when I went on on Sunday night, there was like 1,500 people. I was meant to do 25 minutes and I did an encore that went for 45. Like, it was crazy. It was one of the best gigs, the most amazing gigs I've ever like done in my life. But on the first night, so there's probably a thousand people in the tent. Show starts at five and there's all these new comedians on and then I'm just on later on in the night, like that's 7.30 or whatever, right? So people come and go and whatever. But the crowd were amazing, like amazing. And so we got all these young comedians, some of whom I bet have never really performed in front of a crowd. Yeah, right. Like one of the people who's meant to do eight minutes or something did 20. Yeah. And I don't think they threw in extra material. Yeah, right. I just think that... They rode the wave of right. goodwill. And they didn't kind of have that sense of going, oh, this has been going for ages more than it normally does because they timed it in their bedroom and it went eight minutes. And then suddenly with the crowd and the laughs and whatever, they're on stage. It's, it's one of those things that young comedians kind of... Like there's a part of you that goes, look, to be honest you got to fucking learn your lesson. Like in comedy, doing your time is really important. And yeah. then when you're... Com Get your hours up. Right. But also you've got to... There's a simple rule in comedy, which is that if you are a headliner, your time that you are given is a minimum. You're meant to do, you know, say your set is 45, you're meant to do at least 45. And if they like it, do some more, right? But if you're anything under the headliner, your time is a maximum. If you've got five minutes, you don't need to do the five, but you're not allowed to do any more than five. If you've huh. got 20 minutes, you, you don't have to. If you get out at 17, 18 and it's really funny, no one gives a shit, right? Wow. But if you do over 20, so it's a really simple rule. Huh. Anything up to headline, is that like your time written is... down somewhere? No. It's an unspoken rule. Ah. <laughs> I think it's an unspoken law of comedy. Or oh, now it's a spoken and law of comedy. And did you learn it the hard way? Did yeah. you? Ah, what did you do? We had a guy called Dave Grant, yeah. a legendary uh, Melbourne comedian. Uh, the reason I uh, used Back in Black as my intro music is because it was his intro music and he was a hero of mine and he died, unfortunately. And that's kind of my just little tribute to him. But one of the things that was great about Dave was Dave used to travel with lights in the back of his like car so that if the venue didn't have proper lighting he would set up his own lights and he was the ultimate pro you'd often get to see him at a gig half an hour before rearranging the fucking furniture he had comedy feng shui and if you were a young comedian <laughs> he would stand side stage and he would time your set and if you did over you would come up and you would see dave grant there with the time and he would give you a lecture about the what, yeah what comedy was about and what you're meant to do and it was our so, generation are not like that. We're a bit more sort of like, hey, we're cool. We're yeah, because fucking millennials are terrifying. Yeah. They're so sardonic right. and quick. And we're, we're the, <laughs> Shut up, old man. We're the Generation X dads yeah. who want to be the cool dads but yeah. have really just ruined our children. Yeah. And the millennials are all like, what's fucking time, man? What's your fucking rules? Speaking of that, when we uh, caught our Uber to the airport to go to Splendor last week, our Uber driver was a dad whose 
son, I guess was about 18 or 19, was off at Splendor. And so he was like, oh, yeah, he's off to see some gigs and stuff. And and then he's um he's tried to drop a bit of cool dad on us. Oh, nice. Because we were probably right between, we were older than his son by 10 years, but probably younger than him by about yeah. 10, 15 years. And so he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, so who's uh, who's playing up at, uh, at Splendor? We're like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, The uh-huh. Cure and The uh-huh. Strokes, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, yeah, the Mentals. The Mentals going to be playing? Mentals. <laughs> the Mentals. Yeah. Mentals, anything. And I was like, oh, no, so I don't no, I don't, the mentals, I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, I said, no. maybe last year. I yeah. didn't go on last year. You can't yeah, do it two maybe years. They, they could do like Woodford, yeah, you know, the, blues and roots maybe, yeah. but I don't know. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's got the, the dynamite yeah, fantasy. Dynamite, you know, I've got yeah. like quite a few uh, Mentals. And then yeah. he's gone, what are the Gurus? <laughs> and I mean, I'm like... Well, I think they did a big day yeah. out a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think the Gurus might have played Splendor. I reckon Hoodoo Gurus might have played Splendor because they're still pretty... Hoodoo Gurus are one of those bands. And I think it's a bit unfair to Mental as anything, by the way. But Hoodoo... No, I like Mental as I like no, I, no, but I mean what I'm about to say, oh, okay. which is that I think that Hoodoo Gurus are one of those bands that were never quite as big as they should have oh, been, yeah. no. but have been remembered like the Pixies a bit by other bands as being very influential, mm. whereas I'm not sure... I haven't really heard any of the younger, cooler bands talk about the influence that metal is anything. (laughs) You know, I really discovered that I love music around the apocalypso time. (laughs) I mean, why would you try to wipe the smile off Sanders' face? Yeah, fucking Hootie Gurus. They got that Greatest Hips, that double album, Electric Soup and... Yeah. What's the other one called? Uh, It's a double album, right? It's a great... And and there's not one bad song on the It's like 30 great fucking tracks. Let's look it up. Um, Hoodoo Gurus, Greatest Hits. I love the Hoodoo Gurus. You often see Dave Faulkner driving around Bondi. He used to have that Well, he lives in Bondi, I think. Had a great fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, And a big hat. White XB Falcon with a blue racing stripe. I'll tell you what he also does. um, uh, Is he... Uh, sells drugs <laughs> allegedly no um, no that's totally not true no, no, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't allegedly. Say, you shouldn't say allegedly because that actually <laughs> no, that, makes it sound like he did I'm just joking I have no idea what he does no um, the, fantastic he, music he writes um, uh, really fucking great music reviews was what I was going to say like oh, he's really? I've got into a bunch of um, like artists and stuff that I had not heard of because he writes so well about music and it kind of like makes you want to and another thing I've been wondering lately. I mean, I I would argue one of the greatest opening lines of a song of all time. Yeah, totally. Because it just drops like, you in it. Yeah. And another thing. Yeah. What another the thing. Wait, thing. Yeah. Did I miss the? Yeah. Did you not record? Is this the song a sequel or something? Yeah. What is the other thing? Electric, electric soup, a gorilla biscuit. Gorilla biscuit. That's it. Was the name of the uh, which only made it to number three on the Australian charts, which is fucking crazy. Which one? That album, Electric Soup, Gorilla Biscuit. No, they're two different albums. Yeah, but wasn't that the... It was a double... Oh, no, that was... Oh, no, hang no, on. They're two, I think they're two separate Greatest Hits albums, like oh. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Because oh, I had... So like, you had to buy them both. Yes. I think I got... I had like Electric a, Soup. I'm pretty sure... No, I'm pretty sure I had a thing where I bought them both together, so oh. that's why I'm remembering it, because it was in like a double CD oh, yeah. case. All right, let's have a look at uh, what was on... Here's a track listing from Electric Soup, because I think Gorilla Biscuit was like your B-sides and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, track one, What's My Scene, which is the yep. song we were just talking about. Track two, Bittersweet. Yeah, fantastic. It's you are my sword. Your, your love is its own reward. <laughs> oh, fuck. My I wish I had that. This one. <laughs> I have. Hang on. Uh, come Anytime. Oh. Come Anytime. Come Anytime. Yeah. Uh, my Girl. My, my Girl Don't Love Me okay. Anymore. Oh, yeah. My girl don't love me anymore, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're one of my favorite Hoodoo Guru songs, A Thousand Miles Away. Yeah, that's 
Easily my favourite. Yeah, it's a fucking great Estimated song. time of arrival, 9.30am. Up front sun. Now I'm tired before I even begin. We made that old Dave Faulkner some I got so <laughs> much work in front of me. Yeah, he's a dealer. A dealer of hits. Fucking hits. Everything's a hit. I Want You Back. That's a fucking great song too. Uh, 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 I want you back. Fucking hoodie gurus. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Um, Axe are Grinder. These, are these? You haven't this skipped is, any. Uh, this is literally the track list there. Uh, and Axe Grinder is a bit of a... Axe, Axe Grinder. At, at, at song Can seven, I reckon that you yeah. kind of like... You know Axe what? Axe Grinder. If, if you need a beer. If you need a beer yeah. or a bathroom break, we're going to yeah. do Axe a good song if you're going to stay, but uh, and I, I would say know, it's got that really cool drum beat though. Yeah, and yeah. then that way they my, my heart is still. Remember how it starts with that kind of really cool beat? My it's something about having like breathing smoke or fire or something like that. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Bit of a wild thing riff. And iron will. And I'll drive you home. You know what? Let's not go to the bar. Let's <laughs> we'll stick around. Yeah, for this one. You know what? Can you get us a drink while you go? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stay here. I'm sorry. I th I thought I didn't love it, but it's a fucking great song. <laughs> All right, uh, that oh, that's was Axe, an awesome song. Axe Grinder, yeah. yeah. And then the Generation Gap, maybe that's your beer song. What's that one? Okay, let's. Uh, I can't even remember the. Gen no, I, I would know it, but I think it's one of those ones where the maybe the title doesn't. doesn't sound, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it isn't reminding. It's like, smells me. like Teen Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I mean, I would know it because I fucking listen to this album over and over. Here we go. Oh, it's on here. Good. Everything's on here. Great. Wah, 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 wah. I do know this song. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah, I would have heard that first bit and gone, oh, fuck it, that's the good bit. Okay, yeah. all right, I'm going to go to the bar. I've got uh, I've got another three minutes, so I'll make it back. Holy shit. All right, I so... I've forgotten how good the Hoodie Gurus were. Wait, oh, wait, mate. Oh, we're not even We're not fucking done. We're literally at number eight. Then we get to Death Defying. Yeah. Fucking great song. A Place in the Sun. Fucking great, yeah, song. great song. Tojo. Oh, which one's Tojo? Tojo! Tojo, don't never mind it. Yeah. Tojo. One of their better songs, I would have said. Din din Tojo. Din din never came to. Uh, in that year, Santa Claus <laughs> never came. Fucking hell. Uh, track 12, In the Middle of the Land, which I, I, I can't remember as well, but Good Times at 13. Castles in the Air, which I love. That was a great Castles song. Castles in the Air. Oh, sorry. Castles in the Air. <laughs> Uh, now, one of my favourite uh, um, Hoodoo Guru songs uh, was next, which I'm going to see if I can uh, get here. Here we go. This must be one of the earliest ones, right? 
I love that that started with like a conversation where you we were making fun of a guy for being into mental as anything, and then we just sang Huda Guru songs on a podcast for twenty minutes. So uh, anyway, uh, we are that nothing bad. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you something I did this morning. Yep. 
uh, is that uh, there's local markets. I don't know how it was for you to park here today. Fuck. But um, yeah, Fucked. I got one, but really I terrible. To, I had to walk at least three driveways. Yeah. Um, I've I've had to park in several of my neighbors' driveways this morning because the local primary school is having their like markets or whatever, and so I'm like so frustrated when I go out this morning to get the papers and stuff and I come back and I can't park and I have to oh, and I'm hating it and I'm like oh, alright the name is like should we just go and see if it's any good these markets <laughs> yeah, right? right and I'm like alright I'm not gonna like it though I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like it and I'm still currently wearing my pyjamas I've not got dressed today because I'm still like have been just huffing around going no I'm not gonna bloody like these markets right I loved them. <laughs> so much good stuff. Firstly, they had my favorite thing because I was like, I was a bit hungover slash, you know, medicated this morning and I was hungry and everything had free samples. Like it was like a giant party with finger food yeah, as far as I was concerned. Favorite. And like every element of finger food. Yeah. Like I've gone, Savory, in the, sweet. I've gone in the front door and there's a guy selling like that gourmet butter, that, the one that I love that comes in like the silver foil. Yeah. And... He's just giving away samples of it, and it's just a bit of butter, butter on bread. No, oh, he's got some fresh bread, and he's just putting butter like on bread. Like Simpson, you just Mate, grabbed a handful. Butter, of butter on bread is like my favorite yeah, thing. I know, I know, in the I entire know. world. Yeah. And so then I'm going place to place, having samples. Like I've had foods of the world today. I had churros, I had dumplings, oh, churros. Yeah, I had. Uh, oh, I had a peanut butter tart. I had banana bread. I had Fuck apple me. crumble. Uh, I had various cheeses. I had uh, chili jam on like this was all just samples. It was the best. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. It what was, are they, so what's the main, what do they sell at the market? Well, it's Produce? like, a, there's a lot of children there. Like, they don't sell children. Sorry, I <laughs> answered that incorrectly. They sell children. Your Honor. Yeah, Your Honor. No, um, it's kind of like, it's at a primary school. So they have a huge area where people, I guess, parents can just take their kids and like. But what do they sell? Then it's like a everything market. There's like, like clothes, clothes that we bought a pillow for Like a couch. flea market? No. Produce? Produce like a farmer's market. I yeah. guess it's a farmer's, farmer's market, market yeah. with like arts and crafts. I like that. No, I'm, I'm a fan of that. They yeah, do, they do one near me. I think it's good. Yeah, this one's really good. I was like, and it was just around the corner. I made three trips. <laughs> Did you? Really? Yeah, because we were getting so much stuff that I would like walk it back and then go back and, and get other stuff and eat some more. Yeah, I'll do another round. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I would do another round. Well, the thing is, there was one particular the sweets table. The people who made the the tart that I had and the apple crumble and the oh, banana bread. Oh my god! But they had all their things. You could try all of them. Oh, and a a choc like a Oreo cheesecake. Oh. But what I've they just had come around to Oreos is that fucking. Am I late to the party? Yeah, people have loved but, Oreos forever. But how come? Because we had cream biscuits growing up, aren't it assorted? Yeah, that was my introduction to cream yeah. biscuit. No, you're assorted. But Oreos cream. taste so much. Better? Better. Or are they the doc- are they the, the Beats by Dre of cookies? They are, definitely. They're the Beats by Dre of cookies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But do they taste better? Because oh, I, I think they and do. An, yeah. And an Oreo cheesecake. Fuck. I mean, get your fucking lips around it. So, but the problem was that they had free samples of all their stuff, but it was, they were all together. So is that this, do you think if like a business has like free samples of say five different cakes or six different yeah. cakes that you're on, how many do you think you're allowed to sample of For the cakes? Three. Because you got that one, didn't three? like it. This one, oh, I like that. But yep. let me try one more to see if that breaks the deadlock. Do you think three, like you have to purchase something? No. At three? No. What, Four. you think you can have three free samples? Yes. In the one go? Yeah, okay. Just say, Like literally you can just stand there and try three different things. Yes. And then not buy anything. Uh, uh, how expensive is the thing? 
Are uh, we talking over five dollars? I bought a peanut tart that was like no, it was four, like, three, it was like five dollars, six dollars. It wasn't very expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I'd buy something. But yeah. I, if it's like a whole like cake or a loaf or banana yeah. bread, I wouldn't buy the whole. No, loaf. I bought the cheapest thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then ate my own body weight and the rest of the free samples. But I did it in different laps. I came back like I ate one each time because I was like, I just can't. I don't know how many I could. I reckon I could only eat two and walk away. Yeah. I don't think if I had a third, I think I would just have be already buy. have to buy something. How many? Well, it depends how many options are there. There was like five or six at least, and I wanted to try them. I all. think half. I think half. Do you think I could have tried? Oh, the- you know what? Two walk away, three pay. That's the rule. <laughs> Two walk away, three you pay. Well, you know what? It's interestingly that you say interesting that you say that rule because that's actually what I obeyed. I did. You three. obeyed the three walk away pay. <laughs> Shit! Fuck that. Three one. walk away pay obey. Yeah, I. Be paid my three walk away. Two walk okay. away, three pay obey. Yeah. On oh, eBay. Fuck. It was on eBay. You don't say. <laughs> All right. This is a riff that is not today. never caught fire. <laughs> I just made. <laughs> oh, now poetry fans hate the podcast. <laughs> Nothing for everyone. So um, I went, ate one sample the first time, did a lap, one sample the second time. Then went home, dropped off some stuff, went back a third time. And while I was waiting for my dumplings, I, I was like, I'm going to... And then the third time when I ate something, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy something. So I bought something. And then I had another free sample. Because once I... Uh, that right. was my thing. I was like, in, well, three before like pay. But then once I've restarted, then I tried something else. Once like, you've paid, you can... I'm a pay. Hey, you, want. you want me to try another thing? Because yeah. I'm a proven person who's going to like... They are samples. They've yeah. built it into their budget. Right. That's going to, it's either going to consume or they're going to throw it at a homeless guy. Yeah, so exactly. I believe so, that's what they do. Yeah, I the, believe the so. They don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should mention the LA Podcast Festival as well. We yeah. are going to be there September. It's on the Saturday. 19th. So they sent an email the other day to say... 20 something. Whatever, 23rd, 20... Oh, let's look up the dates. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we are going to be there doing our show. Um, it is on the Saturday at this stage between two and four in the afternoon. Uh, that will be September the twenty fourth. Who are we up against? Will? Don't know. I don't think they. Slot? I don't think they've published a, an actual thing yet. They just sent us an email, yeah. but uh, that's the one that suits our uh, yeah. timing because I have to get back to Australia. We're a twilight match. So I think there was the same time slot we were last year, two to four. So it was a good remember. time. I actually, had it was no... around that time. Right. Okay. And we had a. It last was good. year we went really well. Last year was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, I really think so. We're really hopeful that it'll be huge again this year. If you can't make it to the LA Podcast Festival, there is a live stream. Costs twenty five bucks if you use the code TOFOP, T-O-F-O-P and only costs 20 bucks and uh, you get over 30 shows you can watch them for three weeks after or you can watch them live as they're happening so yeah. you can be part of the action and we get seven bucks so that's how it works we'll actually get seven dollars in return and I should mention we've got this brand new James Fosdyke poster which it's is awesome. so fucking good yeah. for my entire life I've wanted to be Mad Max and yeah. now it's happened yeah do you think I should such take a that shame off? I'm standing next to uh, Adam, Adam West, West era Will Batman yeah. like one of my friends was like I'm disturbed looking at your body in that uniform I'm like you know that's not my body right? <laughs> that's a drawing that's a drawing like they're like nah it still <laughs> just still feels like that's your body and I'm like I didn't get into the suit and like so far as I could draw me wow you're getting body shamed and it's not even your body right yeah, that's unfair. Stop the body shaming. Hashtag Tofop. Hashtag Cleo. Hashtag Mamma Mia. Hashtag not all. Batman. Hashtag not all. Hashtag everyone relax. <laughs> uh, so we will be signing and selling those at the LA Podcast Festival. And uh, James Fosdyke, 
who does a, re- a regular comic book strip on our um, uh, Patreon page. So if you sign up on Patreon, you can do anything from a dollar up to Charlie. Six and a half billion. That's the cap. And uh, so if you have any of those amounts of money, anywhere in between those two, and you want to contribute them, uh, then uh, that helps us obviously pay for flights, pay for the podcast, you know, loading fees, Michael, our producer, all those sort of things. And yeah, and also licensing uh, the music from the Hoodoo Gurus. Uh, mostly the Hoodoo Gurus. <laughs> Most of your Patreon money. We're going to have to put in a $50 a month because th- we now owe the Hoodoo Gurus $200 million. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah check out our Patreon page yeah. there's lots of other rewards too I mean uh, you join for a dollar we you just get our love and support I think yep. that's a, a fair exchange but you anything, get the podcast. Ab- anything above that there is some uh, there's lots of rewards available and uh, we are wanting to do more with the podcast yes uh, and so the more you support us the more it enables us to bring in other people who can help us make things happen yeah I mean we are looking yeah we would love to just you know do it more regularly and kind of you know make it something that we can continue to do as well <laughs> um so uh we're looking at different various different ways to do that but um they're all going to be in the spirit of what it is that we do here james also if you like any of drink his coke, art drink coke drink coke drink coke if you like any of his art um uh, then he does a bunch of posters for our show and like art and t-shirts and all those sort of things they're on his red bubble page yes uh also for my stand-up shows and a bunch of other people he's done art for so if you there's all sorts of different things you can get on red bubble that have the logo or yeah, pictures it's or like the silk road of uh, merch yeah exactly <laughs> whatever you want you can get it you man. whatever you want man <laughs> whatever got, you want you just got no encryption yeah <laughs> no you don't you just have to click on a link you oh, don't even easy. have to that's my it's not like the dark web but it's, oh, it's readily available readily available oh. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>